Are you an enthusiastic wine drinker but sweat uncontrollably over a restaurant list from Albarino to Zweigelt? Set aside your fears, relax, and start enjoying wine without worry. Here's your host, Jameson Fink. And today it's time for wine and barbecue, two things that you probably think didn't go together but actually can go together quite nicely. But the first thing is, let's talk about what barbecue is. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people think it's just grilling, but it's just not, that, that, that's wrong. It's totally wrong. It's not just grilling and putting some uh, ketchupy sauce on it. That's, uh, that's sacrilegious to say that. So thankfully I'm here with Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue here in Seattle in Soto. Uh, I'm gonna go eat a ton of barbecue after we're done talking. But Jack, my, my first question is, it's, uh, it's a simple one, but it's the most complicated question at all. Just how do you define what barbecue is? What is barbecue to you? A barbecue is defined as um, meats cooked slowly um, or smoked slowly over hardwoods. So you set wood on fire and the smoke, the invisible gases that come off of that burning wood um, uh, transport flavor into the meat and you cook it slowly that way and that's what barbecue is. See, I knew you'd be able to say it succinctly. I mean, it's a pretty complicated question, right? Right. I mean, barbecue kind of tastes a lot of things around the world. It's grilling. It's cooking directly over the fire. It's for, you know, big chain restaurants. It's just putting sauce. Right. That has tomato and vinegar and whatnot in it on top of meat. Right. You know? Some people call like a boneless, skinless chicken breast with like a, a vinegary sweet sauce on barbecue. It'll just make you, just make you, just make you, <laughs> your blood boil. Right, right. And for me, yeah, I'm doing the Central Texas style barbecue where sauce isn't even included in the meal. Yeah, that's what's interesting is like, um, uh, you know, like you're best known for brisket, but, you know, um, people have all these complicated rubs with like a hundred different seasonings. And um, so tell me about your brisket seasoning. Okay, the brisket seasoning we, we've used is a traditional one. It's very complicated. Uh-huh. Okay, it, get your pens and pencils ready, everyone. Okay, it includes salt okay. and pepper. Okay, and? And that's it. That's it. <laughs> so why, why, is, why don't you have some kind of crazy 30-ingredient rub? Uh, it doesn't need it. I mean, the meat is delicious. I mean, it's a tough, the brisket's a tough muscle. It's the toughest mm -hmm. muscle in the, in the steer. It's the chest muscle. Um, there's only two of them per steer. And uh, it takes a long time. It's very tough, but when you cook it super slow for a long period of time, we smoke ours for 12 to 14 hours. Mm -hmm. um, it comes out super tender and super delicious, and salt and pepper is all you need. And I think that's what makes it, when we talk about wine, it's like, uh, uh, it's, it's a really, I mean, it's, it's fairly easy to do with your brisket with salt and pepper. Like my favorite thing is something that you actually have on the menu is Lambrusco, which sounds kind of crazy as far as, you know, oh, a Texas barbecue and Lambrusco. It's, you know, it's like Cabernet and steak. But I love that um, you've got this, you know, rich, juicy, salt and peppered meat. You get a fresh, fizzy, dry red wine. And you know you it, uh, you drink. Uh, it's easy to drink. It's not super high octane. And it's just a really great match with what you do. The other thing I really like too when I eat here is um, let's talk about. Can we talk about pulled pork? Yeah. Um, sometimes I've had pulled pork and it's like really mushy. It's like baby foodie. 
but yours um, has a lot of texture. Is if I experience like overcooked, uh, can you overcook uh, pulled pork? What's going on there? You can over sauce it. Uh -huh. So pulled pork is one of those things. It's not traditional to my kind of barbecue, right. but it's so popular that we have it on the menu. Yeah. Um, and people will put a lot of sauce in it. So it's a meat you can mess up. Yeah. You can overcook You're it. You're listening to it. Wine Without Worry with Jameson Fink. Call it a sloppy joe kind of uh -huh. barbecue. Uh, so what we do is we don't do that. We don't put much sauce on it at all. Um, when you get a pulled pork, they're rather large, and you can put it in your smoker. And most of the flavor, I mean, pork's a very light flavor compared to beef. Mm -hmm. Most of the, the fun flavor in a barbecue pork shoulder comes from the crispy outside. Oh, yeah. From the, it's the black, you know, yeah. uh, skin on it that gets all cooked up and juicy with that smoke flavor and everything. Mm -hmm. And so what we do to increase that is we cut the shoulders, these big, giant pieces of meat, into much smaller pieces of meat so that when you cook them, there's more surface area being exposed to the, um, to the smoke and uh, the spices that we put on it. Um, so when you pull that all apart, you have a lot more flavor, you have a lot more of that good crunchy stuff that, mm -hmm. that is the best part of pulled pork. Absolutely, I love the good crunchy stuff. And um, so I also love, uh, also that I've enjoyed here too, I mean, I love all the meats, love the meats, but uh, the sides, um, I th how important to a barbecue place are the sides? Like I love the, the collard greens and then the cowboy caviar, the uh, black eyed pea salad. Like. Um, uh, it, do you do you judge a place also on its sides? Is how important or how important is it to have those like great signature sides? I mean, that's that's an interesting question because a lot of famous barbecue places have horrible sides. Oh, really? Yeah, you go to some of the most famous places in Texas um, and, and other places, and the it's all about the meat. Yeah, people they 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 order the ribs or this and that. You get coleslaw or potato salad comes in a tiny little cup uh -huh. looks like they got it at Costco maybe uh -huh. it's just, it can be horrible yeah I have always loved sides me too so, amen yeah and I eat a lot of barbecue so I often find the sides quite interesting and in a way to differentiate a place yeah absolutely I mean you know you eat ribs every day and brisket every day the sides become more interesting yeah and so we spend a lot of attention doing the sides right um, we have chefs working for us that are actually you know, have worked at Michelin-starred restaurants and oh, whatnot, wow. like head chefs, uh -huh. fancy restaurants. Um, but they love this kind of food, and and their strategy is not to make it too clever, right. not to put in ingredients to make it kind of hipster and extra right. cool. Yeah. Make that mac and cheese just creamy and cheesy like you had when you were a kid. Try to it's it's good enough. You don't have to mess with it and make it some kind of hybrid. Right, neat kind right. of clever thing. You don't need to gild the lily. I mean, it's just like the brisket. Salt exactly. Pepper, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Keep it simple, but do it right. But yeah. Do it deliciously. And so, um, but they're chefs. You know, we make our own bacon here because we've got a giant smoker to uh -huh. smoke it in. Uh, we make our own mayonnaise because wow, it's, it's I didn't know that. Easy, yeah. And chefs, they they we make our own pickles. Uh huh. And things. So they've got all those skills to make it make stuff from scratch and to make it deliciously. And they also have the attention to detail, like the way you shred the cabbage. You want mm -hmm. it to be just right. Mm -hmm. So it's got that right amount of crispiness. Yeah. And it's chopped up just fine enough. It's not you don't get big chunks of it in your in your um, serving and things like that. So I love the size and I'm glad that we that we focus on that as well as the meats. Well come down to Jack's Barbecue. It's jacksbbq.com. Uh, if you're in Seattle, it's in Soto. It's an easy uh, jaunt from uh, downtown or maybe Capitol Hill where I live. And uh, eat everything, enjoy the sides, and uh, full disclosure, I'm probably going to have a beer right now. But there's great cocktails, <laughs> there's really interesting wine here too, so uh, come on down. And Jack, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Jameson. I appreciate it.
You're listening to Wine Without Worry with Jameson Fink. All right, wine pick of the week time. And uh, my pick this week is a white wine. It's from one of my favorite places on earth when it comes to wine, the Francis Loire Valley. It's a cool climate, northern part of the country. And what I love about it is, well, many things, but just the diversity of wines. You want great red wines? Boom, Cap Franc. You want whites? Sauvignon Blanc from Sancerre, uh, ooh, Muscadet, and Vouvray, and all, just so much stuff. Rosé, the best sweet wines, uh, great sparkling wines. It's all there. It's a total package. But um, recently, a new restaurant opened up about a block away from me. It's called uh, Single Shot, and I've been going there quite a bit um, because it's close to me, but I wouldn't go back as many times as I have. It wasn't really good. It's really good, really charming spot. And they have some cool uh, wines there, too. It's a small list, which I actually prefer. It's not too fussy. It's just like, you know, half a dozen reds and whites and uh, <clears throat> nothing real fancy. But I've kind of really fallen for this white wine. It's Domaine de la Fruitière. Uh, and it's 2013, so it's a really fresh white wine. And it's kind of a unique blend. It's got um, Chardonnay in it, which I'm sure you've heard of. Then it's got Milan de Bourgogne, which is the grape used in Muscadet, which is one of the greatest oyster wines in the world, uh, and I love it. And then it's got a little bit of Sauvignon Blanc in it too. And, of course, um, Loire Valley, well-known for Sauvignon Blanc as well, kind of on the opposite side where Muscadet, you get um, on the coast, you go uh, further inland, sort of at the, the end of the Loire, and that's uh, Sancerre and Puy Fumé, where you find uh, smoke and good Sauvignon Blanc. So it's kind of a kooky blend, but it all works together. It's just really fresh, really fun, um, great seafood wine, great uh, aperitif wine, a great uh, brunch wine. I think it would be a great Thanksgiving or holiday wine, too. Uh, just really friendly wine, really fresh, really easy to drink. So... Um, if you're not in Seattle and Capitol Hill in the North End where uh, Single Shot is, do not despair. It's the 2013 Domaine de la Fruitière, like fruit, and then I-E-R-E. And it's just a great white blend. So that's it for this week. And uh, now I will uh, return to my beer and dream about Loire Valley.